I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Steelers have started their third week of training camp and their first preseason game approaches. What players have stood out as camp has progressed and what should we be looking for on Saturday's game against the Seattle Seahawks? I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. For the first half of today's shows, we're going to talk about players who have stood out through the training camp process, especially in the second week, uh, specifically in the second week. And then in the second half of the show, we will get into players and uh, things that I am looking for and watching for in the Steelers' first preseason game on Saturday. To start, uh, standouts for me on offense – Calvin Austin III. He stood out to me this week. He was a player I was more worried about than most because he is a smaller receiver. What you do before pads go on as a receiver who can't handle physicality is very different than once the physicality starts getting ramped up. The biggest concern I had with Calvin Austin III was how did he hold up as things got more physical He answered that. He answered that really well. There's a lot of praise, a lot of hype building for Calvin Austin III. This isn't over. You know, this is, we're we're in 
kind of stage three of the four stages of ramping up to the season. You have your walkthroughs and your mini camps. You have your actual practices, but without pads. You put the pads on. That's part three. And then part four is your actual games of preseason games. So he's on the third step. He still looks good. The hype is a little more legitimate now than it was a week ago for Calvin Austin III. Second player I want to I want to mention is Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren has looked good on special teams, pass blocking, running. They put the pads on. They started playing a little bit for more in the run, a little bit more realistically in the run game and in blocking. We got a better look at the running backs. Jalen Warren has just consistently looked very good. Right now, Benny Snell still the number two back, still the you know a special teams stalwart. Still that guy. But the trajectory Jalen Warren is on at this moment is one that could give him competition in the preseason if Jalen Warren can keep this up. As we go into the preseason games, as things get a little, as things change up, we're going to see if Jalen Warren can keep this up. And if he can, he, he can challenge Benny Snell for that number two back. And any competition is good competition. No one is no one's going to be out there saying, you know, we need to hold that spot open for Benny Snell Jr. Dan Moore Jr. is another standout. Dan Moore Jr. is getting praise from his coaches, from defenders, from other players on offense, other offensive linemen, people at training camp. He's looking very good and ready for his sophomore year in the NFL. He's a player that looks like he could take that big leap forward. If he can keep this trend going through preseason into the regular season, he will be a big boost to the Steelers' offensive line. A very big boost. Any of these offensive linemen that can go from being middling players to positive players, a plus player, uh, uh, from a mediocre starter to a solid starter even. Any improvement from these offensive linemen is going to be fantastic for the Steelers' offense overall. Any improvement. I, I, I can't say how much any single offensive lineman becoming more reliable, more impactful, would benefit the entire Steelers' offense from what we saw last season. Last player I want to get into on offense that has looked good is Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett looked markedly better when the pads went on, and the football that he was playing became more realistic. To me, uh, there, there's a sign here of what type of player he is and what type of player Kenny Pickett isn't. Kenny Pickett, when the game was simply mental processing and executing in theory. If you understand what I'm saying with that football game, a football game, everyone's trying to punch you. Know, you're trying to knock people out. It's a physical brawling game. When the game is reduced to X's and O's, when the game is reduced to executing a, the- a scheme without the football part, different guys shine. Right? There's guys who get football in their head, but when it's live, easily get that 
knocked out of the game, right? Easily get knocked out of their of their comfort zone, which is processing what's supposed to be going on and then executing based on what's supposed to be happening on a play. Well, there are defenses out there in a real game who are physical and are getting in the pl- in the way, messing up the play that is supposed to be occurring. And there are oftentimes players who will excel at the the mental and the the scheme side of the game that when pads come on and people start hitting each other aren't as good. And there are players that are the reverse. And I think Kenny Pickett is one of those. I think he's one of those guys that when football leaves the headspace and the mental processing and goes into live bodies flying around trying to hit you, there's a difference between thinking and knowing things and feeling things, right, inside of the game. And I think Kenny Pickett is more of a feel guy when it comes to football. Uh, Could be wrong. This is my opinion. And I think he benefited from the pads coming on and it getting a little more realistic because of that. There are some still flaws in his game. He is not ready to be the starter. Uh, He may not... I, I'm a firm believer that that some time on the bench really helps these quarterbacks. Not having to go in and be the guy too early helps these guys. Seeing the offense from the sidelines live, watching other quarterbacks, seeing what's going wrong, and thinking about what they can do right, that's beneficial to them. Uh, so even if Kenny Pickett is the best quarterback by a small margin on this team in the preseason, I don't expect him to be the starter week one. I just think the Steelers, I think the Steelers are better off with him on the bench to start. I don't know what part of the season I would put him in, but I wouldn't put him in at the very beginning. Switching over to defense. uh, DeMarvin Leal has been caught up in a duel with uh, John LeGlue. That's been physical and been good. He's had taken... Other people out as well. He's he has won so a lot of matchups in one-on-one drills. He's done well in team drills. DeMarvin Leal is showing up and he's beating offensive linemen as a rookie in this camp. So I, I'm high on him. I don't know how well this is going to translate into season. Rookies just don't have that huge of an impact in their first season especially on the Steelers. Even more recently, that with the pressure to get players in right away, usually their second or third season is where they really take off. I don't expect too much from DeMarvin Leal, but the fact that he's out there looking good, beating people up in camp, gives me hope that as a rotational player in, in more limited snaps, he, he can provide a spark to this defense. He can provide something uh, of value. Another player that's been looking good, Alex Highsmith. Uh, similarly to DeMarvin Leal matching up with John LeGlue, Alex Highsmith and Dan Moore Jr. have been going after each other. Both have been getting praise. People who I consider more trustworthy evaluating football talent uh, that have been covering training camp are saying that it's it's both of them playing well. not Both of them not playing well, and so they both, you know, are, are kind of even and, and doing... No, this is both of them playing well and better than they have in the past. 
I, I'm excited to see what both of them bring when they face other players on other teams. Uh, so those are two people that I'm looking for. Alex Highsmith would be a great boost to this defense if he can get more pass rush success. Uh, but again, it's hard to judge someone's pass rush success when TJ Watt is often just beating him to the quarterback because TJ Watt is that freakish of an athlete, that quick off the snap, that good at winning his matchups. He puts he gets to quarterbacks quickly. Uh, Alex Highsmith doesn't have that acceleration, doesn't have that burst that T.J. Watt has. He's not going to be a T.J. Watt. And so a decent amount of times, even when Alex Highsmith gets in and provides pressure, he's not the one who gets the sack. We'll see if he can change, because if he can change that, if, if, if it skews a little more his way and he gets a bigger share of the sacks, uh, I think the Steelers' defense will be better for it. Next up on defense, Miles Jack. Miles Jack, the pads went on, hitting went on, run game got a little more real, and Miles Jack still looks like a really good linebacker to potentially great linebacker for the Steelers in 2022. Still great in coverage, and he's he is fast and physical against the run. So Miles Jack is is definitely a standout for the entire camp. He has been standing out, and he's going to clearly be the best linebacker the Steelers have had. Uh, recently since, I would say since Devin Bush was injured in 2020, when he was looking like he was ready to have a kind of, you know, kind of a breakout season, and then it got ended prematurely. Since that moment, Miles Jack this year is going to be the best linebacker we've had. Uh, We'll see who ends up next to him. We'll see how Devin Bush turns out, but Miles Jack is going to be a a pretty big upgrade at linebacker for the Steelers this season with what he's shown so far. The last person I want to talk about on defense is Cameron Sutton. Cameron Sutton was making plays in in week two. He missed a bit of time, uh, but when he was in there, he was making plays. Broke up a lot of passes. I think he had an interception or a near interception in team drills. He's been playing well. It looks like he is adapting even better to that outside cornerback spot. Uh, We'll see where all he plays. That's going to be an interesting thing to watch this preseason is to see uh, how they use Cameron Sutton. Because they've also, people have also been talking about Akello Witherspoon and how good he has looked in coverage. It's going to be interesting to see what the Steelers do with their cornerbacks in the preseason, but Cameron Sutton, uh, Keller Witherspoon are two to watch. We haven't gotten to see much of uh, Levi Wallace. He's another one that's it's interesting, but when it comes to standouts, you can't you can't say someone stood out when they haven't been on the field at all. So those are my names for the standouts on offense: Calvin Austin the third, Jalen Warren, Dan Moore Jr. And Kenny Pickett on defense, DeMarvin Leal, Cameron Sutton, Miles Jack, and Alex Highsmith. When we come back, we're going to talk about the things I am most excited to watch for in Saturday's first preseason game. So stay tuned, and I'll be back after a short break. Another day through. Come. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you by BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts. Make sure you're staying tuned as we ramp the season up into preseason mode. I'm excited uh, for one because once I get a preseason game, (laughs) I have new film (laughs) to break down. Uh, Not only on this podcast to talk about the film from the games, but also in film rooms on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So this is my last Tuesday podcast. This is my last cutting room floor before the preseason starts. Uh, and so that's exciting. That's exciting for me. Make sure you're, you're sticking around, checking us out, checking out this show, checking out my articles, once that preseason game is played, uh, I'm excited for it all next week. I'm going to be able to cover film, and you better believe I'm going to be doing it. Talk, I'm going to find things to talk about uh, just because it's exciting to me to get new stuff to look at. And I'll probably read way too much into small things on the game, but that's what we do after the first preseason game around here, especially for me. Uh, I, I love that first preseason game. Love to look at it and start thinking about what the Steelers are going to look like in the 2022 season. In the first half of this show, we talked through the second week of training camp and eight players that stood out to me for an offense, for an defense. I want to follow that same format and give you four things on offense that I'll be looking for and four things on defense. We'll start with the offense with George Pickens, the other rookie wide receiver. Uh, he also stood out in week two, but I... I wanted to cover both of them in this. Uh, Pickens, I'm specifically watching for in the preseason game because I want to see what he's able to do against other teams. I want to see him in a game experience, helmets on, and different team lined up across from him. I, I want, I just want that game atmosphere with Pickens out there playing. I'm really hoping for a matchup uh, between George Pickens and the Seahawks rookie cornerback Kobe Bryant who has been impressive in camp and has been covering DK Metcalf and has defended a couple of jump balls against DK Metcalf. I want to see George Pickens go up against somebody who's been practicing against DK Metcalf and see what he can do against him. That's That should be an interesting matchup. Uh, another, another potential matchup is former Steeler Artie Burns who has joined the Seahawks and is being touted as a player who is having a good camp and is looking, you know, better. Maybe maybe time has done him some some good, having taking that pressure of being a first-round re- corner off of him. Who knows? We'll get to see. Or maybe he'll just uh, go out there and be already burnt toast and uh, 
we'll get to see the Steelers receivers put up some plays on him. <laughs> Who knows? But George Pickens is absolutely a player to watch for this Saturday on offense. Uh, my second thing I want to look for is where all the wide receivers line up, how they mix the tight ends in, especially when we're talking about slot receivers. How much do we see tight ends in the slot? How much do we see running backs in the slot? How much do we see different receivers in the slot positions? How do they use motion to change the coverage on different wide receivers? For example, you, you go out there and you line up with Calvin Austin III in the slot. And you have a nickel cornerback on Calvin Austin III. And you have a linebacker covering Pat Fryermuth. And then you motion Pat Fryermuth outside of Calvin Austin III. You know, and the other team is sitting there saying, okay, you, you know, the common way to deal with that is all of a sudden that nickel cornerback is on Pat Fryermuth and that linebacker is on Calvin Austin III. Talk about a mismatch. That's the stuff I'm excited to see. Where are they lining up? How is motion changing uh, the defensive coverage? I want to see this. I'm, I'm very excited to see this. One of the reasons I'm excited for this, uh, this doesn't go into something I'm watching for, but something I'm excited about is in the past, the Steelers offense has been very vanilla. The Steelers defense has been very vanilla in preseason. But last year, we saw with Matt Canada, more flash, more motion, more misdirection. We saw a lot more of the Matt Canada, I'm using air quotes here, Matt Canada offense, right? Other teams do this stuff. Matt Canada is bringing it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But he actually ran more stuff, crazier stuff uh, in the preseason than he ran in the regular season. Matt Canada doesn't use the preseason as just generic, I'm not going to show anything because I don't want anyone to know what I'm doing. Matt Canada uses the preseason to try out ridiculous things, try out all kinds of stuff, and show teams crazy amounts of stuff that he may never use in the season. He may never use it at all. And at least, you know, not the players doing it. Well, you, you may see Derek, Rott, Derek Watt run a jet sweep. You, you may see them do some crazy stuff there just because it's preseason. And Matt Canada's going to give people a chance to do crazy stuff to see how they do at it. Doesn't matter in preseason. And that's one of the things I'm excited to see is what works, what stuff he tries, and, and how different players are being used. It's exciting to me. Third thing I want to look for, offensive line cohesion. And Offensive line play in general. Uh, man, I'm I'm so desperate for good offensive line play on the Steelers again. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had good offensive line play. Anything offensive line related is such a big deal. So for me, I'm going to be watching their execution, their cohesion. Uh, I'm going to especially be watching for outside zone runs, outside runs in general different types of run plays and see how we're doing see if the Steelers look like they're they're getting coached well see if they look like they're executing it well uh, so so we're gonna hopefully have something to anticipate some some good things to anticipate from the offensive line heading forward into the 2022 season last thing I'm looking for in this preseason game is 
any and every running back not named Najee Harris. I'm looking for the pecking order, how they are used, uh, what they're able to accomplish. If, if you are a listener to the show or regular, you know that when I approach preseason and training camp, I have my three R's that I talk about rank, uh, which is where they are in the pecking order, how the team views them, right? That's important. That's how that's how the coaches let you know where players rank on the team. It's where they play them in the preseason. Uh, then there's it's, that's rank. Then there is role, how they are used. Are they used as a slot receiver, an outside side receiver? Is a running back used more as a blocker or more as a runner? It, you know, what's their role when they're in the game? What are they doing? And lastly is results. And it really is last. In preseason and in training camp, that is the third thing you consider. The first two you have to consider more than what actually happens on the field because they tell you more. I'm interested to see if we're going to see any two-back looks. Uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, potential of are we going to see running backs in the slot? I want to see if that happens. I'm excited to, to, to watch for that and see if that actually happens. Again, Canada tries crazier things in the preseason. If they're gonna look, if they're looking to run two back looks, if they're if that's something they're interested in doing, you're gonna see it in the preseason. Whether it works or not will determine whether they use it in the actual season. But that's the kind of stuff we're gonna see. That's the kind of stuff I'm excited to see. Uh, very interested. The Steelers definitely need a second running back to step up, so I'm gonna be watching for that. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball. Who is covering receivers in the slot? This is a big one for the defense. Who is your nickelback? Who is your dimeback? Who's in there doing coverage? Arthur Millette, Trey Norwood. Uh, is it going to be new safety DeMonte Kazi? He's played in the slot before. How much do they want to use him there? Uh, Terrell Edmonds, strong safety, led the team in slot coverage snaps in 2021. You know, where are they going to use these players? The depth at the defensive back position is not shabby. We may have questions about some of the starters at cornerback, some of the higher-ranked players, but there's a lot of decent to solid depth, a lot of competition here this year. No one really has a lock on those slot positions. It should be a very interesting and good position battle. What we really want is someone, at least one player to kind of stand out and say, hey, I can take this spot. Uh, more than one would be fine too. I want to see who they're looking at. I want to see what that pecking order is. I want to see what they're looking at doing. Are they going to be switching it up? Are we going to see three safety sets? Things that I'm interested in seeing. Second thing I'm interested in seeing, Devin Bush in live action. Talk about someone we're getting mixed reports from. I've heard people say he's looking better. I've heard people say he looks terrible. I've heard people say he's doing better in coverage. I've heard people say he's getting burned in coverage. People saying he's you know, looking stronger and he's working hard against the run. Other people are saying it's terrible. There's so much contradictory stuff about Devin Bush out there, which probably means he's a play has been inconsistent. I want to see him. In live action. I want to see him in an actual game. I'm I'm holding out hope that we see Devin Bush bounce back 
and become much closer to his his ceiling that we were hoping for uh, than what we saw last year. Because he was not good last year. And early in 2020, he was very good. Third thing I'm going to be watching for is Alex Highsmith. Again, such a big deal. Such a big deal out there on the edge. Uh, I want to see Alex Highsmith. I want to see what he can do. I want to see him beat some some tackles, get in there on pass rush. Uh, I know he's a good run defender. I want to see if he can be that run defender and add some production in the pass rush like Bud Dupree did uh, before he left the Steelers for the Titans. I want to see Alex Highsmith step up in year three and be that kind of a player. My last one is the defensive line. Where, Who is playing where and when are they playing there? Who is the other starting defensive end in their three-man fronts? Last year, Chris Wormley wasn't so good out there. I'm hoping he's not that guy. Uh, I'm hoping, I say, louder milk steps up. Maybe DeMarvin Leal comes in and shows he can do it uh, at that 3-4 defensive end. Uh, they've talked about Larry Ogunjobi being a defensive tackle when they do four-man fronts. Is he going to only be that position? Is he going to play defensive end in a 3-4 set? These are things I want to see. Where does the Marvin Leal come in? Where you know Who's all playing? When are they playing? Where are they lining up? And on what downs? What kind of situations? Because players that come in in obvious passing situations and more obvious running situations... That's, I want to see this stuff. I want to see it put on film. I want to see the Steelers out there doing it against another team. I'm excited to see that, where this defensive line is going to be. And if you remember, Seattle was one of the teams that ran roughshod over the Steelers. They were one of the teams that really ran on the Steelers. And Pete Carroll let, you know, was, was okay with losing his quarterback with losing Russell Wilson because he wants to focus the team on running the ball. This is a team that is focused and intentionally saying, hey, we want to be a team that runs the ball. They're a team that ran all over us last season, and they're focusing on it even more this year. This is a good first test for this defensive line. This is a proud unit. They've got some very proud veterans. You know Cameron Hayward is getting guys ready for this. He's reminding them. You know Mike Tomlin is in their ear and is going to be in their ear about them getting embarrassed by the Seahawks' defense last year and the run, by the Seahawks' run game last year. I want to see how they respond. That is probably my number one thing I want to see is how this defensive line goes in there in a game that doesn't really matter against a team that ran all over them. I want to see that it mattered to them. I want to see a preseason game that matters more than a preseason game should to this defensive line. I want to see them stop the run. Those are my eight things to look out for on offense. George Pickens. Where the receivers line up, who's in the slot, how tight ends are mixed in, you know, how those weapons are moved around. Offensive line play, such a big deal, such a big deal for this year. And backup running backs, 
Who do we have? Are any of them going to be good enough? On defense, how the Steelers defend in the slot, and nickel and dime, however, when the other team puts deep receivers in the slot, who is covering them? I want to see Devin Bush out there playing live. I want to see Alex Highsmith out there playing live. And I want to see who is playing where and when on the defensive line. That's my show for today. Uh, I am so excited for the preseason to start up to get some new film to evaluate. I I don't like evaluating practice film because I don't know what they want to see. I don't know what they're looking for. Uh, So we, we get stuck with things like, look at George Pickens make that great catch. Well, obviously it was great that he caught it and much better than not catching it. We, we don't know yet what he's going to do when the games actually start. We'll get a much better look at that in the preseason, which is, man, it's only days away now. Not even a week away. It's exciting. Can't wait for the, the, the games to actually start, man. So exciting. Anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, remember that wherever you're listening to this show, you can listen to all the other podcasts on the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts. Make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com to read all of our articles and coverage of the preseason. I want to thank you again for listening. Have a great week. And as always, let's go Steelers.